All right, all right, all right, all right. We are live. This is Beat People Podcast 80. Uh, I feel like this show's been going on long enough that we should be at Beat People Podcast 880, but we are at yes. <laughs> Beat People Podcast 80. Uh, we focus on quality, not quantity, apparently. And I'm your host, B-Boy Tech. I got my man, Ken Flux. Uh, D-Still's not with us today. I know he's traveling and stuff, and we got Upright. And we also have special guest Joel from Chase Bliss. Uh, Chase Bliss Audio, as a matter of fact, some of the dopest pedals on the market. And so we're going to get into a couple things. Thanks, y'all, for joining. Thanks for waiting. We're here now. Let's go. Yo, so can, can I start this off real quick? Ooh. I just want to say something, okay? Holy crap. Joel, your your uh the reverb pedal that you guys collabed on is phenomenally uh regarded as the best reverb you can get right now, hands down. Hands down. In, <laughs> in, 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 in the in the guitar market, like everybody's just going bananas over this thing. How do you feel about that? This wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, um you know with the oh uh before we get started here, I just wanted to tell everybody that's watching or listening that I'm a person who stutters. So if you're just listening, no, for sure. Sometimes it can be kind of confusing. Like, is it breaking up or not? But it's just me stuttering. Anyway, um, you know what? You're amongst family and and, good <laughs> and so feel comfortable. And, yeah. and we got you, man. Do you think? You. Yeah, you should. You should see some of our private messages between me and Corey. <laughs> we're all over the place <laughs> well thanks 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 guys um uh with the automatone line of pedals that we're doing so this is the second one um the first one was a preamp a collaboration we did with uh benson amplifiers um my thought with these collaborations is that I want to try to find uh, collaborators that are just like, like the top of the top, you know, and um, Mimaris and um, um, specifically uh, Angelo, who writes that their algorithms, I just, he's just one of the best in the world. Obviously. at writing reverb algorithms you know <laughs> absolutely and so i just felt like if we're gonna you know we knew the product was going to be expensive you know with the faders and and um uh and all that uh we we just you know the worst possible outcome would be like this you know this this really fancy piece of hardware with motorized faders and all these bells and whistles but then the reverb doesn't sound good you know that would just be that would be horrible so it's like it's always it's you know with this product line in particular it's like what is the absolute you know what is what is like the best people we can possibly collaborate with so i mean as far as the sound and the algorithm design, you just got to give all of the credit over 
Tamaris. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a dope collab, man. I, I think it turned out incredibly well. Like, I'm going to share the the image so people know what it what it looks like. That is not what I was trying to share. So let me not do that. <laughs> let me oh, give me give me a second. The, so the the idea that one the physical makeup of the pedal is something totally different. But then when you <clears throat> like, so I'm looking at the CXM 1978, and I'm looking at it. And I heard a story about is Brad the owner? Brad is he the guy at uh, Chase Bliss? Or no. Oh I, no, I, I, I'm the owner. Oh, sorry, Joel. I'm oh, it's all know. good. Yeah. So, you know, it's so- it's like it's interesting because uh because we do so many collaborations, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and the company is kind of grown pretty r- rapidly, and I'm kind of like less and less like like uh you know like the face of the company, which I like a lot. Um, It it is kind of confusing. (laughs) Well, I remember um, when you were first working on, uh, I believe it's the preamp pedal was the first one with the faders on it. Um, I remember you had, you had shouted out basically on uh, like Instagram or whatever. You were like, Oh yeah. You know, if anybody can help me get, get this function working um, like of the, of the, cause the, the fader operation was something new. Uh, and really, I don't think any other pedals done that that I can think of. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So the story with that's kind of funny. This is just how I am. Like I'm always like upfront and transparent about everything. Mm-hmm. It's like I, Dope, you know, I. I'm sorry. What? That's good though. That's yeah, actually- yeah, yeah. It's just that's the only way I know how to do things. Um, but absolutely. Hold on one second. <clears throat> My son wants to ask me a question. What's okay. up, buddy? Okay, he says never mind. <laughs> um, um, okay, so so I uh, I you know like I think a lot of people who you know have been in studios recording something and you know you see the desks you know with the faders that move around you know the motorized faders and I've, I, I yep. always had the thought I'm like that would be so cool on a guitar pedal mm-hmm. and that you know a year passed another year passed and I'm like. I just assumed someone would do it. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to do this then. And so I started working on it and I'm an electrical <laughs> engineer and I, I got, uh, I got pretty far, but <laughs> what happened was, is, uh, there's a lot of, uh, variability, um, you know, with the friction on, um, on the sliders. So like I could get, a prototype working perfect. And like when I was controlling the motors and writing the code and everything, but as I was trying to build more and try, I was like, Oh man, I'm in, I'm in over my head. And I, I tried to like reach out within my network and see like, is anyone like an expert on this? And like, couldn't find anybody, couldn't find anybody. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to like, <laughs> just write like an SOS on social media. And I was like, Hey, be real with you guys like i you know i'm working on this like i i i need some help with the motor control aspect of it because this 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 stuff is you know uh outside my scope and i got like 20 emails that like within a couple hours of like capable people and there's this one guy that we just totally hit it off and actually he works for me full time now he moved from florida uh he moved from florida to minneapolis and he's an amazing engineer his name's 
Ch Charlie, and he just yeah he he's really really smart and he's a great guy and and uh, yeah he 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 was the guy that made it all happen there. So it's like I started it and then like uh, I like pass him the baton and he just took it and ran it across the finish line. Well, nice. you know, it sounds yeah. like you guys got great chemistry and, and it's a great team because this thing works like a dream. It's comprehensive. You know what I mean? It, it's super mm. cool. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, as I'm using it, it just kind of feels it's, you know, I like gear that kind of inspires you. And it's tough to think like sometimes that something like a pedal would inspire you. But like, honestly, I kind of think Chase Bliss has a knack for that. Thank you. <laughs> that's like, that's like the, the best, uh, the best compliment I feel like I could get because that's that's all I'm trying to do, and I think that's one of the reasons why I was so in, in, inspired to make a platform like that. Is you know our other pedals we have uh, presets and you know the digital control and all that, but sometimes it gets a little. I feel a little disconnected sometimes with the presets on the other devices because I don't remember how like what the setting is when I saved it. But what I love about the Automatone line is it all comes up. You see, you know, all the arcade buttons have the LEDs. You know exactly what is going on when you recall, um, you know, the preset. And I just, that was just like always a goal of mine to be able to have a user interface like that. Yeah, it's very cool. Very so cool. So, um, so I had a, a, a question about it. I mean, I, I like that you're using, so there's like a metal arcade buttons there and they each have like three positions and three lights, which makes it like initially when you're looking at it, like, okay, so we'll get some reverb. But I mean, you have enough variation on this thing where you have, whether it's a plate room or, or you know, other types of reverbs and you got three different positions you could toggle through. Then you also have like the fidelity where yeah. it's like high fidelity, uh, standard fidelity, and then like, what is it, lo-fi? But it's really yep. like, the, tell us a little bit about <clears throat> that bit of thought that you all put into that with the arcade buttons and- Totally. Um, yeah. So uh, so the sound itself um, was inspired by the, you know, the Lexicon 224. Yep which came out in 1978 mm -hmm. and um mm -hmm. i myself and the guys at maris just love love that sound we love the records mm -hmm. that were made with that so it's not it's not so much like um one of the questions that we get a lot is like if you put this side by side with an original lexicon 224 is it going to be able to sound exactly like it and while yeah, I mean, it's that was, you know, the inspiration for the device. We we were like equally as inspired with the records that we love that, you know, that were used on that. But anyway, to, to actually answer your question. So like, you know, in 1978, technology was a little less advanced than it is now. So we wanted to make like a hi-fi mode that was, you know, hi-fi and, you know, used you the, use the technology that's available for us here. And then we have, you know, the standard mode, which is like uh, in the vein of, of what the original 224 sounded like. And then the lo-fi mode, which is like all bets are off. You get aliasing and like gnarly stuff and, and all that. So that's, that was really the, uh, what we were trying to go for with that, with that particular, um, yeah, yeah with the clock cool. control. 
I mean, it, it tells, it, it transforms any, like you could go through, like I said, with the hall and the, the, the plate and the different types of reverbs and how you can uh, do the, the mix between or the crossfade between, you know, uh, bass and treble and you know, bass and mids. <clears throat> yeah. So you get all the characteristic out of the reverb, but then when you start to play with the fidelity, you can turn anything into like really low fi or just really high fi and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sparkly almost, you know what I mean? So yeah, it, it was really well done in that sense. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that that's exactly what we're trying to go for. It's just not like, you know, there's a lot of like awesome pedals out there that have like, <laughs> sorry, buddy, what do you want? <laughs> what? When will I be done? I don't know. I'm having fun with my friend. So. I'm how, fine, how, how old is your son? I, I'm going to say what six. six, six. Just so you know, just so Perfect. you know, I have a six-year-old here as well. I knew I called yeah. it. He comes running into the stream whenever, so don't, yeah, don't okay. worry about it. Oh, that's you the that's high that, That's the most. What's his name? Is his name's Chase? His name's Chase. Yeah. Is his name? Ch My son's name's Chase. And oh really? When he was six, yes. When he was six, that's the most tender age i remember him as like the six-year-old chase he was well, so well, amazing let me tell you i was just telling somebody this and ken could probably relate because he's got a six-year-old and a 20-year-old i got i have a 20-year-old and uh i have yeah. a 21-year-old well you have a 21-year-old uh, <laughs> well well chase, chase chase is now 22 so just okay, just for so clarification you, you, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> babies having yeah. babies all around I was telling her one day, you know, I, I've always reveled in the fact I used to pick up from daycare and she would come up and she'd be so happy and she would point at me and look at her friends like, yeah, he's dope, ain't he? Like, that was the way she would be looking like, ha, ha, he's funny, look at him. <laughs> and then the other day I was saying something to her and she just did this, doing the most for what? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and that's, that's my 14-year-old daughter now. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Man, but so, yeah. I, I specifically, I specifically remember that six-year-old age of my son Chase. Man, it was I remember him at six. Even now, it's like man, he was such a little tender little kid. It's, it's it was so amazing. So it's funny but, you but, say but, that because yeah, anyway. the conversation we've had with our six-year-old today is, please stop being so violent. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that <laughs> so yo yo so i want to ask joel uh, let me ask, i want to i want to ask you joel. go ahead go ahead no 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 go ahead go ahead Corey. so obviously you named your company after your son chase so actually um without getting into too much detail i'll have to bring the vibe down but uh uh i so my brother was named Ch chase and he was killed by a drunk oh no driver in 2007 oh, mm -hmm. but i mean it's really like uh and so his his uh he he was a an actor out in los angeles and he was all about you know uh this concept and mantra to follow your bliss and um oh, so man. after so yeah. yeah like after he died like and i was like dude just like totally inspired me and continues to because i was like i was just one of those 
people that was like working mm-hmm. in like a normal, like a corporate job that I hated and like really struggling with stuttering and just that was like on my way to having a shitty forgettable life. And, you know, <laughs> after he died, I was just like, man, this is like very like I'm fucking up, you know? And so, yeah. you know, when I started the company, um, you know, I kind of put that concept of, you know, his name and then follow your bliss man. You know, for Chase you know, that Bliss. Is more man, than I ever thought of that like is that sick. Is, Thanks. You know, that's I mean, amazing. It is amazing. That's something that has to be amplified. Um, and then the fact that, you know, I don't want to keep saying it because it is genuine, though. I, I mean, the fact that that's the story behind the name and that you really I feel like you blaze trail wow. with the pedals that <laughs> you and it inspires people kind of to to uh, at the risk of sounding cheesy to chase bliss in their music. Like you give these creative tools that kind of I, I feel like a lot of your, your, your pedals push people in a bit of a different direction with their with their music. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm. Experimental mm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go for it, right? <laughs> and also, just also, just wanted to speak on that vibe, man. That that realness to to leave corporate America and to be so impacted by you know the the death of your brother to impact a company that has been so powerful in the industry. I mean. You can't go anywhere without mentioning Chase Bliss. I mean, Rhett Shull. I know you know Rhett Shull, uh, Joel. Rhett Shull, just all these huge YouTubers that use Chase Bliss stuff. I mean, it's just, it's, you can't go anywhere without hearing Chase Bliss. Like, yeah. as far as guitar pedals, it's, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm as surprised as anybody. Like I, <laughs> like I said, I, I, I still can't believe it. You know, yeah. I, I got that, a question. Well, that's that, that's, what, that's this, what happens. The actual that, sound. So, so you mentioned. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's what happens when you follow your heart and do what's passionate in, inside of you. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing, man. So anyway, go ahead, Ken. Yeah, I, I was just um, wondering a little bit about the specifics um, because, you know, if we're talking about the, the sound of Chase Bliss, um, I follow I, – I actually don't have any Chase Bliss pedals in here and not for, for lack of want, just haven't come around to that moment. Um, however, I'm a fan of, like, following the journey and everything. I've been watching it since mm-hmm. – God, a, a, honestly, a long time now. Um, wow, cool. So, uh, like, there, there's been a lot of interesting things that you guys have done, um, uh, but – you know, the blooper I thought was really cool. Like, like the way you guys were attacking, like, um, deteriorating sound and that sort of thing. I thought it was just like really interesting stuff. Um, so what I wanted to ask you about is for the, uh, these, the CXM 1978, it's a pairing with Maris, right? Um, I want to know a little bit about what that was like, because I know Maris has some really cool reverb pedals as well. Um, what was the kind of interaction back and forth between you two to get to the sound that you wanted? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, gosh. Uh, well, it was actually ended up, ended up kind of being, um, we put, I think we all put in more time into it than we thought we were going to like at the beginning it was just like oh you know these guys know how to make amazing 
reverb algorithms. This kind of happens to me all the time, so I don't know why I'm surprised by it. But then it's like once, once we actually like had a prototype, um, then I then you know myself and um, my team, you know, you start to realize like, oh, you know, we have opinions on how this stuff should sound. So there was probably <laughs> like it it. It sounded amazing right away, of course, you know, that's like not surprising. That's why that we wanted to work with each other. But it was probably like six months of like, oh, this could probably be better. Or like, you know, like the taper on this slider, like all the cool sounds are like way at the top. They're like, you know, let, let's spread those out so it's like easier to dial in. So just like there was so much work behind the scenes <clears throat> about the user experience and like a lot of the feedback we've gotten is stuff like oh it's really easy to use you know like there's tons of different there's a wide variety of s s sounds in it but but i feel connected to it and i i'm able to get the sound i want quickly and that that's that that's what i want and you and i were kind of talking about that before the show started Corey, how there's like the balance of having lots of options and in you know having high tweakability and all that but you want it to feel accessible and not frustrating yeah yeah you know? that, mm. that's the thing. i think it's the gift and the curse of today we have access to the people who make things <laughs> you know what i mean today we have <laughs> access and it goes vice versa right it goes back and forth like the the creators and makers have access directly to their audience as well, their customer as well. So I think what's dope about nowadays <clears> is that there are plenty of Facebook groups and forum groups and just interaction on social media where uh, the customer can say, I want this. And uh, a maker like yourself might say, cool, I think that's a good idea. Let's put it in there. Mm. But then I think some companies mm. fall, down the, fall down the rabbit hole where it's like, you know, they put everything into the thing. <laughs> the only thing but the kitchen sink, and it's yeah. the user. But then it, it, some of them trip up where it make it where it makes it complicated and not enjoyable and mm. not accessible. And that's sure. it's like yep. when you can strike a balance, <clears throat> then you're winning. Mm -hmm. And 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 yeah, like we were talking about before the show, that's kind of it seems that's kind of the philosophy that you follow. Like yeah, where's that balance at where we can have this wide palette of sound, but it's still accessible and fun to use. Mm, that's like the mission mm. statement right now so yeah so just to uh kind of piggyback off of uh 1978 1978 to uh the preamp how how do those uh correspond and why do they look alike that's a, that's a huge question um i've been i've been yeah i think i mean i think for me i'm i'm kind of obsessed with that with this idea of having a platform to build lots of products off of. And I thought, you gotcha. know, with the six, the slicks or <laughs> the six sliders and, you know, the five buttons, I kind of mm. love how sometimes limitations can spark creativity. Cause you know, with the mm. CXM 1978, it's like, this is what we got guys. Like, what kind of a product can we make with this platform? And then you have yeah. to make some decisions, but that's great. And then you just try to 
you try to make the thing with the platform that you have. And I love those limitations in that way because there's still enough on there where you can do really an awful lot, but it's not, it, 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 it just kind of forces you to, um, to keep it accessible. And then I also love how people are just familiar with the platform after time. So it's like, you know, mm. a lot of people have, have, you know, the preamp and CXM. And, right. you know, when we come out with a new thing that uses this platform, they'll pretty much understand how to use it right away. Mm. Mm. It gotcha, is, gotcha. Okay. I mean, having that, having that <clears throat> I want to get into a couple of your other pedals too, but just a, 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 another thing to say about uh, how I've been enjoying the, the 78 right now is, uh, and not to disparage any any product or anything, but just my honest uh, opinion about what I have, the, the Moog One, which is probably the most glorious birthday present I've ever received. Here we go. Yeah, of course. You sending that over, right, Corey? You sending that over to me real sure. soon? One, you'll get it. But the, the thing is, is that it, it's obviously you know, one of the, I, I, it's obvious, I think it's going to be a modern classic for analog poly, right? It probably already <clears> is. But the effects in it, it's all uh, uh, digital effects is by a company. Uh, I won't even say the name of the company, but I typically use their effects in their pedals. But in this particular uh, setting, the mold one, and in, in the case that it's in, I, I feel like there may be something about gang staging and all that stuff because the effects just sound really noisy. And, and it's a mm. common thing. If you go anywhere where people are talking about this particular scent, you'll hear that kind of stuff where people are talking about it. It's not to say that they're all bad, but I found I find a lot of them to be a lot of the algorithms to be very noisy in this context. Mm. Same algorithms mm. I can use in the pedal, and it's it's okay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's fine. Mm. So I, I don't know what that is about. So the CXM nineteen seventy eight. I just sit it right next to the thing. It's got the faders. It's easy to just kind of dial in different stuff, and I can easily hit save. It's I can scroll through. What is it? Ten uh, presets. Ten presets, and then. Uh, Three banks too, so thirty total. Okay, so you get thirty, and I mean, so that tells you just how wide of a palette it is. But I, I think it's very hands-on with the with the uh, mm. sliders. It kind of feels mm. like almost messing messing with a mixer. It's kind of really accessible. Just the fact you know, I'm messing with keys, I have knobs here, then I have these sliders that I can kind of dial in different things. Uh, it just it's made my experience from an effects perspective with the mold one a whole lot better. <laughs> and I'm directly mm, attributing mm. that to what I've been using with with the CXM. Well, well it's interesting because when we decided on the sliders, I mean, I've had the same ex experience with the sliders. I just like how they feel, but it wasn't my first choice to go with sliders. I wanted to go with a motorized knob. The problem with the vast majority of those is they they're so slow. So like it takes like seven seconds to go from one extreme to the other, and I'm like, that's unacceptable and then there's other like uh <laughs> depper motors that just feel weird to me kind of but they're you know mm. so that was another option and then i just went with the sliders um and and i i'm it was kind of out of 
necessity, but I'm, I'm finding that a lot of people are giving um, similar f- feedback as you are, Corey. Yeah, yeah. It's a good Yo, experience. Real quick, real, real, real quick, real quick, because this is this is huge. Um, uh, your the the post you just uh, put up, Grumo. Is there any reason uh, there aren't any Chase Bliss products in the Toman catalog? Toman's huge on the uh, like uh, opposite side of the pond, right? Um, so I get a I get a lot of like situations like this where like oh man I, I want to order this but it's not available for me here in the states. So that's a situation, and I, I'm I'm sure this guy's frustrated by that. But um, any any uh, light you can shed on that at all? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of reasons. One is right now, uh, I mean, this is a good thing, I guess, but like our company in 2020 just exploded. Like, mm. so we're so far behind on orders, which is great, but like a ton of people are so frustrated with us, including our dealers. Gotcha. So, like, for us <laughs> to take on someone like Toman right now, it would be. <laughs> we just couldn't like we're still feeling really orders from dealers from like a oh, where's ago. the wood boxes wow. oh, yeah. that is dope <laughs> that's that so dope that's so dope talk about the, the wood boxes hold on um i don't know how many people watching that know about the wood boxes but i need you to kind of tell the story okay. of the wood boxes hold on <laughs> i love that you have one <laughs> they're kind of rare now yes I think I have one too. Uh, you yeah. really? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. This is nice. So nice. Oh What's man, the deal with this. I mean, I listen. The the pedal is on the pedal board, but I use this for stuff. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. That's that's boutique at its finest, it right really there. Is. That's boutique. <laughs> so, so yeah. When I when I started, um, my son's looking at me again. Um, <laughs> come, here, come say hi. <laughs> um, in 2013, and that was even kind of tough. You know, uh, the landscape for guitar pedal effects was like pretty saturated or i don't know i even hate that's a weird thing to say but it was like hard to start a guitar pedal company in 2013 because like you had to stand out Mm -hmm. so i was thinking like well what what's one thing i could do i was like that'd be cool if it came in like a little wooden box so i found these recipe boxes and um (laughs) yeah that's what they are they're so like if you have like you know those standard size index cards cards, they'll fit right in there um in case you want another usage form but um so i started doing that and um and so and then i i got this brand hey dude come here don't touch me just come say hi don't touch me all right <laughs> He's got oh some laundry go. detergent oh, there. That's right. Um, That's product placement. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, oh, so, uh, but then I had to get like a custom stamp, or not, not a stamp. You see, like the top is branded, and uh, my wife started to do that all that work so they're like stained and branded but then she got she got pregnant with 
chase. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the fumes and stuff, it was like, you can't be doing that. So then my parents, <laughs> they're retired and they're like, well, we'll do it. And, you know, no one at that time knew like the company, <laughs> like there's like, this is just Joel's thing. You know, he'll, he'll we do this for a while and, <laughs> you know, have to get a normal job again or something. They support, but the, the yeah. level of seriousness is like, <laughs> well, I mean, I should, you know, they believed in me for sure, but it just got to the point where it was like both of their like almost full-time jobs and they're supposed to be retired. And so <laughs> it was just like, okay. And there was always just a mess too. Cause it's like, we're always running out of them. We could never get enough of them. And, and like, we, you know, it's always like we have these pedals to ship, but we don't have the boxes. And like, it was just such a disaster. <laughs> oh, so finally I just, we just, you know, we had to make the decision. We're like, we just can't do the wood boxes anymore. And it, it was, it was a bummer. And even my parents were kind of bummed about it. We did like a little video of it where, uh, where, you know, they talk about it and stuff. And it's, I remember that. I oh yeah. It. It's pretty sweet. You know, my dad, uh, yeah, it's funny. Cause you know, um, Every once in a while, I'll watch that video and I'll just like, yeah, yeah, my dad's pretty damn cool, you know? It's like, mm, really good dad. Hey, I got a question for you in regards to um, basically the usage of your pedals. So, um, like, honestly, I, I, I could ask a thousand different questions, but um, one of the one of the things about Chase Bliss pedals, especially that I've noticed, is that there's a large adoption rate of non-guitar players. Um, so it being used by, you know, synthesis and, you know, drum machine users and everything else. Um, do you feel like that was an intentional thing or, you know, how, how do you feel like that really came about for the company? I think it's really parallel to my own interests. Um, and actually it's cool. It's just cool seeing like all of the, your guys's, spaces you're recording in it's inspiring um one thing i'm i'm really trying to do is get back into um spending more time uh creating um because i think like the last year or two i've kind of gotten just tied up with you know trying to run the business and stuff but um i i'm a little less interested in guitar these days and more interested Mm. and just more interested in you know what appears to be the things and you know you guys are interested in um wow that's looking at your studio so i think that i've naturally just you know i still love guitar and and all that but um but i'm a little bit less interested in it on its like i just i don't care like i want to make effects for every sort of input yeah source, including gotcha. guitar yeah. just be careful because so, so, bryce so, will literally literally like yeah. cut you down and take yeah. all your guitars yeah <laughs> so wait i i want to i want to grill joel here i want to grill him so two things two things bliss factory like so okay so i'm like okay Bliss Factory. I get to I get to grab one of these real quick. So so excited. So I'm 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 like really looking forward to ordering this pedal, and all of a sudden, it's gone. Like, man, what the heck was with the Bliss Factory? What was that? It's like that pedal was like a phenomenon. Like it exploded. Like you couldn't get it nowhere. 
it, it was just ridiculous. You're kind of breaking up. I'm. Uh, oh, sorry, until, sorry. In, until this time, I could could almost could pretty much understand uh, what you're saying. Um, I think you asked, "What's the deal with Bliss Factory?" Now my son is just like <laughs> trying to annoy me, dude. What's up? What do you need? <laughs> I don't know. Go to, go to, I'm. I, I. I don't know. I can't. I can't so, be so, done. I'm like. Hey, I haven't been able to talk to another adult for like the last, you know, two weeks. So anyway, so Joel, right. Joel, so I don't know. If you, I'm actually Joel, calibrating Joel, can, them right can you now. Joe, can, uh, can you hear me at all? Okay, so so Bliss Factory. Um, I was so excited. Uh, the announcement went out, and I was like, "Oh man, I get to get a Bliss Factory." I went, and it was like gone. I was like, man, what the heck? And then it exploded on the internet. It's like, what the heck? You can't get a, a Bliss Factory anywhere. And people are, you know, wanting these ridiculous amounts for the pedal. So, like, in your mind, what what was that all about? That that was just insane. Yeah, that. So I think I I think what you're asking is you're you were, you were talking about this whole phenomenon that happened when we released this at the beginning. This is this is the next release of it. Um, so, uh, this is, it's got like a new, new color and stuff. Um, and so, uh, it was, oh my gosh. So the story with it, um, was, uh, reverb.com. They're coming out with a movie that's been delayed a few times. And I, now I guess it's coming out in April or something. And to promote it, they, they wanted to, to do some limited edition pedals so they talked to you know to and, and like this is this is this wasn't hard for me because i'm used to doing collaborations you know but what was interesting about this one is that it's collaboration with zvex which was the place that i worked at from 2008 to 2013 nice. and then the place that i also left and then started my own guitar pedal company so uh the relationship is a you know it's it's been cool but it's you know, I left there and started my own company. So it's like, they're, <laughs> you know, so I had always dreamed of making this pedal. Like I have sketches of it in my notebook, but I was like, it's never going to happen because, you know, it's just kind of weird. And, you know, I talked to, I talked to Zach about the uh, idea, Zach Vex, um, and he just loved it right away. So it's so funny because it's another example of like how, I don't know, sometimes as humans, we just worry and worry and worry and think that something's not going to work out. And sometimes all you got to do is ask. But mm -hmm. it was because of the movie that that it it all came together. And so I'm thinking, all right, they want to do a limited edition thing. Let's make a thousand of them. That's a lot of pedals for us. There's some, some of our older pedals like that was the entire production run over years. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's a lot of pedals for us. Yeah. And, and they sold a thousand pedals sold in like less than an hour. And wow. Then there was, it was just this thing online where people were like, Oh, you know, this is like, this is like a marketing stunt and, and this <laughs> and that. 
And I'm like trying, I'm like, do you guys understand how hard it is to make a thousand pedals? It was crazy. So, so then I had to make a decision because I was getting all these emails and DMs and people like, why don't you make more? And, uh, and what did you ask them to provide you with free labor? (laughs) Or yeah, it was like, it was like some people were really mad because I, you know, it was a limited thing. And then some people were really mad because they bought it because it was a limited thing. And I get, I get all the, I get all the criticism. Like I'm totally sympathetic, but then I just decided, you know what? Cause there are some people that like they bought it and just listed it for, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a ton more. And I, I was like, yeah. we're just going to make more, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. That was nuts. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's weird because it's like on one hand, I love the limited stuff cause it allows you to, to go weirder with things because you don't have to worry about if they're going to sell. It's like, if we make a hundred of something like, even if it's the worst effect in the world, like you don't have to worry about, you can take some chances, you know, but if it's like part Mm. of your product line, Mm. if there's more pressure for the dealers and you want to make something that like, they're going to be able to sell. So now it's this weird thing though, where it's like, man, I got so much drama and like anger over this limited thing that I kind of don't want to make limited (laughs) stuff anymore. Cause it's such a, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. But it was, yeah, it was, it was wild. Well, yeah, just to was... touch back on the, on the idea of like how you guys are doing your pedals. Um, just, um, one of the things that I followed throughout pretty much every pedal that I watch you, cause like you said, you're pretty transparent on a lot of the development. Um, yep. is there's a lot of discussion, like you said, about ranges and, and kind of tailoring sweet spots and that sort of thing. Um, which, which I love getting into the nitty gritty of that kind of stuff. Like that's, that's like my whole world. Um, one of the things I, now I haven't used the 1978, but one of the things that a friend of mine was kind of describing to me about it was essentially the EQ being tied to, um, other aspects of the reverb, like the time or whatever, like, what what selections were you pairing you know together on faders that you felt maybe you hadn't seen before but made sense to you was there was there a lot of um you know trial and error was it just things that you wanted to do how did that stuff come about well the main thing with that section of the pedal is when we first started working on it um well so the way that kind of works and it's it's interesting because um i would expect like it's such a cool idea for a feature i think you know i'm super biased but i'm surprised that other reverb pedals haven't had this functionality you simply or you essentially have um you know the decay control for the you know for the mids and the bass and you set the decay for those frequencies. And then you have a cross fader that determines what is a mid and what's in the base. So with those three Mm. sliders together, you have so much control over the frequencies of the tail of the reverb. And um, I feel like we really fine-tuned that, and I hope I'm answering your question. I'm not sure if I am, um, with 
really the taper because early on all the sounds all of the not all of them but a lot of the sounds i like were like really like longer reverb tails and they were it was like i was just like really playing around at the top of the range a lot and it was a little frustrating for me and so i wanted to i'm like I, all the sounds are in there you know they're all in there but i'm just it's too hard in this you know top part so let's spread that part out but i think it really this is why i love collaboration is i think some of uh the sounds that angelo liked were you know not the super long decay ones so then we kind of had to like say well let's compromise here we want to make sure all the sounds everybody likes is easy to dial in and i we ultimately you know that's what we did and i think it it allows it so most people who try the pedal are able to get to the place that makes them happy relatively quickly and does that like you know when when you're doing a guitar pedal right and and like we talked about how you know it kind of falls into the hands of like synth nerds and and everything else um but the the conversations that i've had with other guitar pedal manufacturers is one that tends to borderline on fear of overcomplicating because a guitar for the most part the demographic of guitar users is technologically different from synthesizer totally. users yep. and you have to keep that kind of thing in mind so d does that play like a heavy hand when you're when you're looking at doing reverbs and if you're familiar with like okay like you know a console reverb like a lexicon works this way but i'm not necessarily expecting the guitar player to be familiar with those sorts of controls um are, are you trying to familiarize it in that way to kind of, you know, put it all into, into sweet spot territory for them? Yeah. And I, I think that that's an area actually where luckily I'm, I'm a good resource for that because I've, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination on anything really, but I'm like more of a guitar player than I am, you know, a synth player or, or anything, but I'm, but I'm interested in that stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I think I have a pretty good handle on what the market for guitar players can kind of tolerate as far as complexity, but then also uh, still give give the people that want more the ability to you know, to get there, if mm -hmm. that makes any sense. So yeah, I mean it's just a, it's a fine line that I'm. It's a con you know it's like constantly trying to figure out where that line is. Well, let me ask you just one last question, and then I'll let these guys start because <laughs> I'll bogart. Yeah. But uh, I, I just want to say um, I, I noticed that you have MIDI on your pedals, and that's become something that's been growing in the pedal scene in general. Mm. Um, mm. How do you feel about MIDI adoption amongst pedals and um, just MIDI in general being utilized in that, in that space? Mm. I mean, I love mm. it. I think one thing that's kind of interesting, um, and we've, we've – uh, we've experienced this a lot is we've, we've been um, the resource for a lot of guitar players to teach them how to use MIDI. And I went through the same thing um, where at first it's like, it just seems weird and esoteric and frustrating. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then, you know, once you take the time to learn it, it's like, Oh, you know, 
there's program changes and you know cc messages and yeah that's kind of it you know or, that's great you know, at least for guitar pedals that's yeah that's what you need to do to set them up so then once and I, i'm i'm honestly pleasantly surprised how much people are actually into it and yep you know yeah. it's, it's really yeah. getting there yep yeah yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, MIDI MIDI's huge for me. Uh, my whole pedal board, it's 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 massive. It's it huge, yep. and <laughs> I, MIDI's all it's all throughout uh, my pedal board. So yeah, it, it's a serious thing for me at least. Yeah. When like did you start to get up. into MIDI? Have you always I've been? been? Into, yeah, I've been into MIDI since uh, since the beginning of like using uh, like an MPC or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so let me ask you this. Have you been surprised by how, you know, your average guitar player has kind of become interested in it or, or what? Uh, you it's know, weird question. The, the big, no, that's a good, that's a good question. Cause I think the, the big guitar players, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, Rhett Shoals and those kind of guys out there, they, they are really using MIDI in, in um, unique ways. So it's, I, I think it's just, it comes part and parcel for me. It's like, it's been something I've been doing uh, since I've been making beats and to see them using it, like as guitar players, it just seems natural to me. So I feel like it's, um, a, it's I an think interesting I, burn. You know, like like the, the, the curve of, of MIDI adoption amongst pedals is, is interesting. And I think the more pedals that have it, the more you'll see guitar players getting familiar with it and using it. Um, I think one of the first pedals that I had that that had MIDI that wasn't a DIN port, because like I've got multi-effects pedals that have had MIDI on them for forever. But when I started seeing MIDI show up on smaller single use pedals, that's when I was like, Oh, mm. that's, that's pretty crazy. Was, um, yeah. Exact, uh, Alexander. Uh, I think I had their, uh, I think it was the syntax error that they used the three prong, three prong approach on it on just a standard pedal. Mm. And Matthew, I was like, yeah, Matthew, the, the guy that owns that company is kind of, he taught me a lot about, uh, how to implement. That yeah. Stuff. The, yeah. And they make some really cool stuff. And, I was like, I was kind of taken aback. I was like, oh snap, this thing, this thing has has MIDI on it. Like, this is my world. Like, not, so um, you know, and and yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm so sorry. So what I was sorry. saying though is that is oh. that it. You know, the more I look at, because I have things like the H9. Um, I just got a Poly Bebo today. Like, I've got other pedals that have MIDI, but hey, most of the ones that have that are multi-effect pedals that I have been mm -hmm. seeing. But now you're starting to see it on single-use pedals, and you're starting to see it a lot. You know, a lot of digital single-use pedals are having that, and it's it's not all just program changes. I mean, you're seeing things like, um, you know, being able. Uh, I've got what is it, the Boss DD500, where I can actually map out, like, you know, yep. it's it's a crazy delay, and I can take like a BeatStep Pro or something and map out all my parameters right on there and kind of go to town on it. Um, so I think you're starting to see because it's becoming on more gear. I think you're starting to see that adoption, and I and of course you know you get younger generations coming in that are more technologically technologically savvy and who can speak better than me. Um, <laughs> so you know you start to see that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it, it it is an interesting burn how how it's starting to to come to fruition in that way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with MIDI on pedals, it opens it up. You know what I mean? Like it opens it up. Like like you said, you could take those parameters via MIDI and spread them across, you know, some controller or, you know, automate yep. things in your DAW and do all <laughs> kinds of yep. stuff. Yep, absolutely. You know, it, it's a whole yep. different world. It, it kind of takes that thing and says, okay, let's virtualize this hardware <laughs> in a way. Yeah, that absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can automate things in the DAW. Mm-hmm. to your your you know your pedal board and you know connect with it while you're playing so that that's it's just amazing and I, I feel like the way you guys have implemented the midi into the pedals is is phenomenal yeah it's great and then like you got somebody here says that you know he knows somebody that that uses midi to essentially make instant pedal board wide preset changes so mm. you know what I mean? like and in Eurorack, there's similar situations right might have uh, uh, somebody using a voltage block or some sort of uh, voltage storage device that rather than now it's talking about performing with all of these things mm-hmm. rather than having to tweak all of these parameters you can actually set everything save it as a preset and then bang hit it in the middle of a performance and you're where you need to be without any twiddling and fiddling on or duplicating pedals and duplicating devices and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty dope. I also just so, love with the, you know, with the automaton line. And this is like something that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do it is just like, if, you know, right now we have, we have uh, two different pedals in the line, but just like hook it up to a MIDI controller, hit one button, have the preset change all the faders move on all the pedals and it's like you know you feel you feel good yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you can control that. stuff you know <laughs> yeah yeah for sure. absolutely fly around <laughs> i made all those so faders. so 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 real quick we cannot get out of here without talking about mood yes mood 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 i love that you love everywhere that. mood mood is everywhere like I see people playing harps with mood. mood yeah. I'm like, wow, mood is everywhere. Like, it's on my pedal board. It's on thousands of people. See, and that, the thing is, is know, like, I, I feel video. like mood came so close to blooper. I felt like blooper almost got passed over because I've been following bloopers progress for a long yeah. time. I, I, I got to get you some pedals, Ken. That's a good point. That's I gotta get you. We'll, 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 talk. we'll definitely yeah. have to talk. But yeah, that's, like, that's a good point. That's it. That's a that's a really good point, Ken. But mood is huge. I feel like, like was was that a parallel um development schedule thing? Like you were kind of because you were working with uh what's his name Knobs? Knobs, yeah, yeah. You were you were working with him on that as well. But was was mood being worked on kind of at the same time? Yeah, you know what? It was so funny how it all worked because like. The blooper thing always felt like such a huge, massive, highly technical project. And Mm. we were working on that. And there was it was it was a lot of what we were talking what we're talking about right here, actually, because blooper can be frustrating to work with if you don't know what you're doing. Whereas with mood, you don't really need to know how it works and you can have a lot of fun (laughs) with it. And so we were kind of discovering Uh, that you know with blooper we're like man a lot of this stuff would be cool if it was a little just easier you didn't have to know everything and it was like you didn't have to read the manual and it was easier you know to access and we were also so like with blooper we use this really sophisticated um processor and 
with mood we're using this processor that is like widely available and everyone uses it and we were loving using it because uh of all the different weird ways you can manipulate it that we didn't feel like other people are really exploring and we were able to get a lot of the fun stuff we were trying to achieve with the high powered processor easier mm -hmm. and it was more accessible and immediate and we just yeah it, we were worried about it confusing people and it did confuse people a little bit but we just felt like we 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 felt like there was enough for two different products there and i do think like the workflow is way different for them you know mood i feel like i can give mood to anybody any musician and like just give it to them and be like you will you will enjoy this somehow you know it'll I don't care what type of music you like or whatever like if you have this in your studio it will improve your life i think i'm by <laughs> that's what i like to hear <laughs> i don't think of that about all the all of chase bliss pedals for sure you know I've got products that I've worked on that I can tell you for sure they will do the opposite for you. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> they will make your life a living hell. <laughs> and yet they won't leave. <laughs> so I, I th this is coming up a couple times and <clears throat> in the chat here, Eurorack. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that too. Yep needs to put mood in Eurorack format and somebody else asked hey are there any things are you ever thinking about collaborating doing something in Eurorack format What's your so thoughts on we that? actually i probably shouldn't say this um uh -oh. for for a time we well because of the <laughs> name we we're like let's call it the moodual <laughs> and like put it in euro rack and we started working on it a little bit but um i'll have to look back i would love to go back and revisit it but there was a few things that just didn't quite translate and we didn't want to just you know sometimes it's like yeah with the euro rack yeah. stuff it's like yeah you know you'll see a guitar pedal company and they'll put something out in euro rack and they don't really and i'm i'm part of this they don't really know what they're doing because they don't use euro rack Right, and I'm kind of like mm. that, so I really want to make sure if we do that, that it actually, you know, it's not just that it works. Do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you know? yep, yeah. I want, I want to make sure. I, it's I, right. I feel like I feel like mood would be instant, an instant success in your yeah. rack. Moodual too. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, Moodual, yes. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, that, that would be super cool. I like. There's this two things here, but I like the the way. Ken, you mentioned this that he was working with uh, who was it? Knobs. Yep. So you were working with Knobs, and I found myself waiting on those freaking videos. Yeah. Like through the development of Blooper. Like I was like And the, and oh, those videos were done in a really cool way too. Like yeah, it was it was a very um it was like a cool story type type thing to follow. So like that whole that whole thing was came out really I'm gonna, well. I'm gonna tell that to Nobs because towards the end he kind of soured on him a little bit where he's like, Man, these aren't these are stupid, they're, these aren't interesting. And I was like, I don't know, man. I think that there's people out there that actually care about well you have stuff. to you have to keep in mind like uh so pretty much all of us have had like social media presences whatever for a long time like i started my channel back in like 09 something like that and i've long since 
given up on caring like about like oh i'm gonna yeah. do it like you know these short little snippets this and that i'll do a three-hour video talking about like <laughs> a modulation source on an oscillator. i agree like I agree. i'm just like you know what honestly music technology is such a small niche thing it's not like i'm making money from the videos anyway yep. I'm doing it because right. there's that's a few true. weirdos out there that are going to love this stuff. <laughs> and that's who I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for the people that are like me that are sitting in a dark room somewhere, just like, you know, fiending over some weirdness. So Same philosophy. Yeah. And it's like, people are drawn to, you know, you being you, you don't mm -hmm. have to try to be anybody else, right. you know, and well, some are pushed away you, by it. There was, there was, there was a point with the blooper videos where, I don't know. It felt like, oh, this one, uh, I, you know, I missed one or two then I catch up and then one took a, a little bit longer than usual to come. And then when it came back, the buttons were switched around and there was some functionality <laughs> change. And I was I, I had to actually take stock of the fact that I was sitting there like, you know, like it was uh, the latest evening soap opera. Like I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. That button I got I got to show I got to show this video to knobs. He's going to crack up. Yeah, it's like. It was well, so that was wild too because it's like knobs had all these ideas about how things you know in his head everything worked out perfect but it's like as soon as you start using the device mm -hmm. you'd know instantly whether something works or not so you can have this perfect idea in your head but you get it underfoot that's what we always <laughs> talk about we got to get this underfoot mm -hmm. because that as soon as you start using it you like something that you thought was the best idea in the world turns out it's horrible, you know, but you just takes one second of using it, but you have to use it to have to know, yeah. you know, and there, there was a lot of stuff like that with blooper. And that's, was wildly different from, you know, the development experience when we were working on Mahmood, cause that was the opposite. We were started playing with it right away. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we got it underfoot mm -hmm. right away. And then it was like, this works, that doesn't work. Let's, let's really try to double down on the thing that, works and just forget about the thing that doesn't work you know yeah. yeah well that's dope and and was it with blooper that you all started using those little silver arcade buttons because I, I i feel like it wasn't there if i'm not mistaken and then and then at some point you had some functionality you want to get to quicker so you put these arcade buttons on the front end there and yeah and what's cool about that is that they end up showing up on you know your new format of effects boxes. Corey yeah, just so, wants to talk about arcade buttons because he yeah, has well, it on his yeah. product. Well, they have very <laughs> different arcade buttons too, though. So they're great. They're great. Um, uh, yeah, that one was was like you know it drove knobs crazy because he wanted you know I was like it has to fit in our enclosure. I'm like it has to work in here. I'm like can you make your idea work in here? And he's like I don't know, man. And he kept there's a couple times when we were working on it. He's like I just I need more, I need more switches. I need, it's like, nope, nope. It's got to work in this. And then, <laughs> um, and then we kept, we had like all these things about trying to access the modifiers. And I'm like, you know, I'm using these cool arcade buttons for the automaton line I'm working on. Maybe we could just put those on the side to turn off, turn on and off the modifiers. And he looked at it and he was like, man, that like solves all our problems. And they had the lights on them too, so that was that was another thing. We didn't have enough LEDs to like show what's mm -hmm. all the feedback. Yeah, all the, you know, user feedback. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy that it even exists. And actually, we're just about to release uh, some new f firmware um, next week. 
that oh, wow. I think is really, it's stuff that people have been asking for since the beginning. Um, so I think it's really going to make people happy. Very nice. It's been one of those things where like, you know, watching it, I was like, man, that is a lot of functionality to stuff yeah. into a single, a single pedal enclosure like that, you know, cause that's like the stuff that you were doing on it is stuff that, you know, you're looking at things like, you know, the, the 505 type things and, and that sort of stuff where it gets really into some more crazy detail, but yeah, you know, I mentioned it earlier, but the stuff that really got me like, oh, wow, that's amazing was the thought towards like how things would decay out and, and how things could break up and that sort of thing. I was just like, this isn't this. A lot of the times guitar pedals come from a guitar pedal world with a guitar pedal mindset. And that's fine. Like there's a lot of great things in that world that I love, but there's all these other ideas that, that are interesting too. Like I've got synthesizers that have DJ effects on them. Right. And that's such an alien thing for that because it's like, who would put DJ effects on a synthesizer? Mm -hmm. But it makes it really interesting. And it's the same yep. with guitar pedals. When you start putting like beat making ideas into something that's a guitar pedal, you know, instead of, you know, just saying, okay, we just want clean loops, you know, and that sort of thing. Like, you know, it's, it's a really interesting idea. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I think that helps with knobs too. Cause he's, you know, he's a guitar player, but he's, He's, uh, you know, his studios look like y'all's studios. <laughs> yeah, 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 no doubt. You know what What I noticed, too, is because uh, uh, I run a YouTube channel called uh, ModBap, right? And so I just curate, on there we curate people that are using modular and a hip-hop context and beat making and how all that kind of blends. But mm -hmm. not long ago, I posted a video on there where somebody, I think they had like a a beat machine and maybe some euro rack and some other stuff but they had front and center dead on top of everything the blooper pedal and they were creating this ill baseline and, and drum thing that like i was like this is brilliant that makes me so happy and so that's the kind of stuff when i when we talked about you coming on the show one of the things i kind of really wanted to be able to you know approach is just you you all seem to make pedals that are almost left filled from what everybody else is doing. So when you yep. say, you know, it's a pleasant surprise that last year your company really like soared past whatever you had thought it would it would do. I don't know that I'm surprised because your approach thank to you what you're making with like and especially with blooper and mood dropping in in this this time frame and then later uh bringing the preamp and these things. These are and and even going back to uh 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 what is it? Warped vinyl, like the the warped vinyl, yep. these kind of things are kind of left filled a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like okay, mm -hmm. warped vinyl is kind of like a chorus and so forth and so on, right? But still, it has some ideas in it that's just a, a particular approach. And I, I wanted to kind of ask you about is is that purpose? Is that like done in purpose, or is it just kind of like you allow things to evolve? Because I feel like there's like an almost like a degree of art. <laughs> to the way you put together these things. And, and That's a really good question. Um, I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, just kind of the music that, that, that we're interested in, you know, and, um, you know, just the, even the context you were just describing, like, I want to, I want to listen to that right now. It sounds so cool. But that's, I think for me, it's just all about what's 
evocative, you know? And um, to me right now, uh, you know, it's, it's, even though I play in a rock band, it's not, <laughs> although I, I try to make it a lot weirder than, 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 but it, it isn't just like straight up rock music, you know, that's really making me feel, feel feelings, you know, yeah, it's yeah. different. Different views. I, I, I feel like I'm not really explaining myself, right? No, I get it. I get it. It's basically you're like you're into a wider swath of music. Yeah, kind of want to touch things that are a little bit unique. And yeah, like I'm like if we were gonna make you know just like a classic rock distortion thing, and I'm not putting that down at all, or you know like overdrive, you know, tube screamer thing. It's just well, you know, for one, there's plenty of that stuff out there already, but mm -hmm. it's just not. I don't know. It's not gonna. It doesn't. It doesn't excite me. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. me, like I, I, I came through like the. As far as guitar pedals are concerned, it's like man, you start listening to everything from like you know the psychedelic rock era of you know Pink Floyd and you know even the Beatles and all that stuff. But then as you get you know later on in life and start seeing things like Manor Astro Man and like like more spacey type sounds and that kind of stuff it's like there's such a wide variety you know of sounds in pedal form um and there's still so much more to go cuz now you start seeing this this newer generation of you know the boutique digital guys right so like for a while it was boutique um, kind of out of the garage, uh, all analog stuff, you know, where it was either recreations of classic circuits or tweaks on those classic circuits, that sort of thing. Um, but now you're starting to see, you know, these processor chips are becoming affordable and, and you know, low power enough uh, or low energy consumption enough, but high enough CPU power to where you can do really cool things. And you're starting to see, you know, you know, three, you know, three people cobble together something that before you, you would have had an entire corporation would have had to work on. You know? That's a good so. point. That's a good point. Yep. Um, something else I want to wanted to touch on, too. I see that there's, you know, you have a list of and, and this is not odd. I mean, there's places lots of manufacturers have, you know, discontinued items. Yeah. Right. And I see pedals. What's sort of your thought process about when you say, all right, enough with that? Like, for instance, I see warp vinyl here, but you also have a newer warp vinyl and then yep. different colors as well. Uh, but there's other ones here. I'm interested to, to know at what point do you kind of just look at this particular pedal and say, all right, that's enough of them. We're not doing that one anymore. We're moving on. Uh, you know, it's so funny because after we've discontinued some of these, that we had such a hard time selling a few years ago. Now they're just, you know, you, they're the used ones are, 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 are so much more than, than what we used to sell them for. Yeah. And part of it, I think is like, you know, c c collecting. I think part of it is that a lot of more people are familiar with the brand now. So there's more interest. But when I look at all these pedals that have been discontinued, there's a reason for all of them. Mm -hmm. But most of them is that there was something about them that just bugged me that I didn't like anymore. And I didn't want to make it many more of them. It's basically right. like, and I, that's weird. I should, uh, but, and I think some of these, I, you know, even looking at them, like there'll be, maybe there'll be like a new, new version that 
that comes out at some point. But like right now, it's like we're just so behind on making stuff that there was some that weren't selling very well that we just decided, well, let's 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 stop, you know, making that for now. Yeah. Let's see. I want to see if you can hear this. This is the video I was talking about. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen this. Can you hear it? Nope, not yet. I can actually make it happen on my end if you want. If you want to send me the link in the uh, private yeah, I'll chat. Yeah, send it to you because I got to go. I've got the fantastic routing situation going on over here where I can make magic happen. You just rerouted the whole thing this morning. <laughs> Every morning. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's so cool. So I'll send you the link. Uh, yeah, I'll actually put it in the chat for other people to check it out too. But then I'll put it in the private chat so you can check it out because I want you all to hear it's like and uh blooper is dead center in the middle of every damn thing here <laughs> where are you guys all uh from i'm originally from chicago based in la I okay so you're the... in la right now yeah got it i'm in the first state delaware the first state. <laughs> hey we are the first state. <laughs> we can claim one good thing that's what we're doing <laughs> what about you bryce all right he might be frozen Actually, you're right. Bryce is from <laughs> Bryce isn't all that far from Corey. He's he's out in the high yeah, desert. Got it. Got it. He's out in the high desert. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm about about 30, 30 minutes south of uh Philly. So um okay, so give me a second. Let me see if I can route this over because it's good and loud in my headphones. And uh, let me load up my audio interface here. Having such a good laugh at Bryce sitting there like that. <laughs> I was like, "Well, he's really—he's the looks of the group right now." So he really is. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> okay, so if I do this, this might work. We're gonna find out. Um, here, let's see. If I bring this over, I'm gonna try to make it not feedback, but it might, which would be fun. <laughs> Can you hear it? Yep, yep. You can add the screen. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was fresh. I'm going to remove Bryce because I can't take him staring at us that way. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, listen, Joel, I got I'll, I'll say this and, you know, we're a little over an hour, but and, and we also started a little late. But, yo, my fault. no, it's all good. It's all good. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I love the trajectory you're on. And you make really dope pedals. And, you know, we have people on here that we want to be able to sing their praises because we are genuine gearheads. We yeah. actually, j just so you know, like Corey and uh, Corey, myself and, and a few other close friends, we we've been talking behind your back for years, <laughs> <laughs> for years. Like I can remember, I can remember <laughs> back when, when, no, 
<laughs> no, we are not going to end the stream. We are not going to end the stream. Joel, 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 Joel. So, I mean, we've spent the last hour and 15 minutes together. You know, I feel I feel the warmth. I feel the love. So I got to ask you, is there, is, <laughs> what's new? I mean, I feel like yeah, that's a good we, we, we have that relationship. We have that relationship. We do. You can talk to me. <laughs> what's coming? Well, we're, what's coming? Um, what, well, we, we got something really fun we're working on right now. Um, actually, it's another knobs thing um i this is this top secret but you guys have just charmed me so much um but but right now it's like it's so hard to make stuff right now and like there's processor shortages everywhere yeah, there, there was there was this uh this the akm fire akm fire that has been a wow. problem um so we it's it's one of those situations right now where it's like we have we have one thing that we're working on that we're really excited about. I just don't know when it's going to come out because of we're not quite finished with it. I think uh, you three will like it, and maybe cool. I can come back on the show when it's gonna you know kind of close to launch and and uh, you know we can Always talk have about an open it. invitation definitely by then. Yeah. By then, <clears throat> our goal is to get um, upright. Hardline internet. <laughs> yes. We, we... yes. 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 I was already thinking about that. No, you're right. Yes. For I've sure. I've been telling you that for I know, like three man. years now. I, but I'm, okay. the, I'm the weak link here. I already know. Well, even even uh, <laughs> even if that's the case, um, I, uh, I I definitely feel you know felt really good talking to you guys and um, even. Even uh, even with some of the technical difficulties, uh, I think I, I mean I think I was able to understand everything. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I didn't. I'm excited to to watch you know the show from now on because uh, you know I'm a I'm a fan now and I didn't I didn't know about this I didn't know about the show so I'm oh. excited you know to stay in touch and and uh, watch you guys. Yeah, and Bryce, Bryce, Corey, and awesome. myself, we all have kind of independent channels okay. um, where we all have independent other shows yeah. like, sure. um, you know, like interview shows and beat making tip things cool. and nerding out over synth gear and Corey talking about how he has a Moog one and, you know, all that kind of stuff. They <laughs> can't talk about how he has every single thing else. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Corey, Corey has a mobile. I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? The news. <laughs> but if you're ever if you're ever bored in the lab, just like kind of working on something, there's plenty oh, of background noise to throw on. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, you guys. This, is, this has been a really good time. Yeah. And, uh, um, Thanks for talking with us, Joel. Yeah, appreciate you taking the time out. And when you know yeah. we've got new stuff coming up, you're always welcome to come on the show and, and share it with us. Uh, come on, bring knobs, and you know, let's chop right. it up, man. Yeah, great. Cool. cool. So we'll have to get Maris right. pedals on, too. So I want to talk to them about that Mercury 7. Yeah, we should get Maris on. Yeah. They're awesome. Great people. Great company. So, yeah, this has been uh, Beat People Podcast, episode uh, 80. 880. 880. <laughs>
There it is. So, yo, <laughs> at, that point, at this point, we want to make sure that y'all share, like, subscribe, and uh, we'll be back at you with something fresh and new soon. Peace.